Well, Happy New Year to all of you who are here this morning. It is 2023, day one, and I can't think of a better way to start a year than go to church, get together with God's people and honor the Lord, worship Him, and I'm excited about this year. I do have a message I want to give to you, and it is kind of the New Year's message, the message about what God is going to be doing in 2023. Now, about two weeks ago, I'm going to say, maybe a little more even, about let's say two weeks ago, in one of my morning prayers at church, I was just talking to the Lord like I do in the morning, you know, thanking Him for the day, and I just happened to say to the Lord, you know, Lord, I'm going to take some time probably next week, and I really want to pray about the Word for the new year, and I was just sort of talking about it, and just like that, the Lord gave me the Word for the new year. I stopped in my morning devotions like, well, that was easy. You know, I was thinking maybe some fasting and praying. And just, there's the word. And uh, I know when God gives me a word, it's usually one or two words, and he, then he wants me to go and study it out and pray about it and get some details. But I was like, wow, that's an interesting word. So we're going to preach about that, and it's actually going to be a series. And uh, we're going to really get to understand about this word. All right, here it is. The two words are new births. If we just went quiet. I know right now there's some single people and some older people going, oh Lord, not again. Is he going to preach about this all year? Babies and stuff? Okay, hang in there with me. Hang in there with me. New births, as we're going to talk about it, are not just talking about babies, okay? The new births that God's speaking about are new things birthed in us, through us, and for us, okay? So, of course, we can't exclude babies when God says new births, but we're also going to talk about all the other things, and we're going to look at an overview of it today, and then we'll get into the details of it uh, through the next few weeks, okay? Genesis chapter 9 and verse 7 is where we're going to start. And God is speaking here to Noah and his sons right after they get off the ark. And he says, as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. So they've come off the ark, the land is dried up, and God says, I want you to be fruitful, I want you to multiply, and I want you to bring forth abundantly. And multiply in the earth. So God is saying, this is my covenant with you, and then he continues on to say, I'm going to put a rainbow in the sky to say that I'll never flood the earth to destroy the entire earth again. But it is all part of that covenant. Isn't that interesting? So that rainbow in the sky talks about being fruitful, multiplying, and new births. Now, the other thing I want you to see from this verse, he said, I'm making this covenant with you and your descendants after you. We are all descendants of Noah and his sons and daughter-in-laws. Did you know that? Of course you did. Everybody else died except Noah and his sons on the ark. So that means all of us come from That genealogy, that means the covenant is for us as well. That means God wants us to be fruitful and multiply and bring forth abundantly. 
again, we are not just talking about babies. But fruitfulness, multiplying, and abundance are something that God wants us to do. And when God was speaking it to Noah and his sons, he's telling them, do this and fill the earth. What God gives to you and I is for the world around us. Did you know that? His abundance, his multiplying is to affect the world around us. Jesus put it another way. He said, you're the light of the world. How can we be a light or a blessing to the world around us if we have no blessing ourselves? So God wants you and I, and I believe specifically in 2023, to be fruitful, to multiply, to be bringing forth abundantly. Okay, let's continue on. What is a new birth? Of course, I told you we're going to look at all the different ways that new birth can mean in Scripture, but we've got to start with kids, I think. But here's a definition of what is a new birth. A new birth is the bringing forth, the actual beginning of something that we believed and expected for. It's no longer just a dream or an idea. It's real and alive. It is crying in front of us, and the Lord is giving us the responsibility and the joy of raising up what is new. Okay, a new birth is not just a dream. It's not just an idea. It's not just somebody talking. It's not just, we had a great prayer meeting and this God said, a new birth is actually living, kicking something new that's begun. Okay, so maybe last year you had some great ideas about some new things, but you never started them. You were expecting at that point, you don't have a new birth yet. Okay? All right, hang in there with me. Here we go. Literal new births are pretty cool. And we can learn a lot from them. Literal new births can be painful, and sometimes you may need others to help. But they will be the most rewarding and joyful experience of your life. You see, every new life is ordained by God and has the potential to change the world. Now, last week, we were talking about the birth of Jesus and how amazing that birth is and how angels announced it. But, you know, before Jesus was born, he had a cousin named John who was born in his birth and was just as miraculous. And I want to read a little bit of John's story. Luke chapter 1 and verse 13. See, an angel announced his birth as well to his father who was a priest. And the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. 
for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Okay, I'm reading this because I want you to see the significance of every single birth. We heard of Jesus. You know, the angel comes to Mary before she's even conceived and tells the plan for her baby. We see the angel came to Zechariah and told him the plan for his baby before it was even conceived. God has a plan for every single life, every single baby. Life cannot start without him having a say in it. Because you see, every life possesses a spirit. The spirit comes from God. And that means every life is super important. You see, John had to prepare the way for Jesus. If John hadn't been born, who was going to prepare the way for him? You here today, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. What is your purpose? Who are you affecting? But every new birth has a purpose. I'll tell you what. There is no life that's not important. And the plans that God has will be fulfilled. But God truly wants to see new births in 2023. And obviously, I don't have to be prophetic to say that somebody in our church will have a baby in 2023. That's kind of obvious. We're, we're a big church with families. So I'm not trying to be prophetic there, but obviously, new birth is something God loves, something God plans. So let me go into my second point about new births, away from literal babies. So the rest of you now can be like, okay, we can join in on this. All right, here we go. I believe in Scripture, new births also signify new beginnings. What do I mean by new beginnings? New jobs, new positions, new locations, new inventions, new seasons of life, new ways of doing things. Let me read to you Isaiah 43 and verse 16. It says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. You see, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too. For giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. Here is God speaking prophetically to his people and he's saying, You all know how I parted the Red Sea and I destroyed all your enemies. He's saying, You all know that. And then he says to them, But hey, I don't want you to think on that anymore. I don't even want you to remember it, it says in one verse. Remember them no more, because I'm about to do something new, something greater. Church, it is easy for us as believers to want to hang on to the past, to want to live in the miracle God did three years ago, five years ago, the move that he made on our lives ten years ago. Those are great, but you can't live there. That will not take you into 2023. That will not lead you in 2023. That'll just be a great memory for you. 
And God says, I want you to focus on what I'm about to do that's new. That's what he's saying. I want you to see, I want you to look for it, I want you to press into it. And the only way that we can press into what's new is if we're willing to step out of what's old. If you live in 2023 with a bunch of regrets and uh, holding on to 2022 like, oh, I didn't want this to end or I'm just upset about that person that offended me or hurt me and you want to stay there, 2023 is going to feel just like 2022. You've got to let go to move ahead. But let me read it to you from Scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1. It says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I've put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms, he's talking to Jeremiah the prophet, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Here's the thing about new. Sometimes first you have to remove the old to step into the new. And I believe this is a little bit of a gardening term. Do I have people here who have gardens or know about gardens? A few of us. Okay. Well, with a garden, typically either in the fall or the spring, most people do it in the fall, when the season's over, you've got to pull out all the old vegetation, you've got to throw it out, and then you've got to work up the soil before you can plant the new. If you don't, you're not going to be able to plant new successfully. So sometimes even in our walk with the Lord, he's asking us, can you step from this so that I can take you into the new? Now, rooting out and pulling down doesn't sound so great, but it's necessary for you to move ahead. We talked about this once before, and I said some people need to let go of what's good so they can move into what's great. And I know some took that challenge and moved into some great things last year. But new seasons are something God wants for you. We read a story about an older man in Scripture who moved into a new season and he stepped into it completely. And of course, that's Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. So the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. So Abraham hears a word from God. God is telling him clear, there's a season change, Abraham. I need you to step in. Now, there's something some of you may not know. God had asked his father to go to the same place, and his father never made it. His father, Terah, was also supposed to go to Canaan, where Abraham, God sends him. They never actually made it. So God then tells his son, Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to send you. Now, I don't think anybody at 75 is thinking, gee, I'd like to change my entire life and move somewhere else. But church, the blessing of abundance that God wanted to bring him and the world was dependent on his obedience 
to move out of one season to the next. And his new season was a completely new location. Now, I'm preaching here this morning, and you all know that as a pastor, I want you all to live in Slave Lake and stay in our church forever. But, of course, that's kind of ridiculous and not the way God does stuff. So I'm not preaching because I want anybody to leave. I actually am really tired of people saying, come bless me, I'm moving to Edmonton. I don't like Edmonton anymore because of that. But anyhow, I know that God does things like that. Because we don't do church to just fill a building and keep you all here. We do church to raise people up. And if he's raising you up, he might take you out. Like not take you out, but take you places. i got to be careful how I say that. (laughs) And if he's doing it, it's awesome. Because I also know that God's going to bring people here this year. Because other people having a new season are going to move here. God's going to bring people that are blessed and want to be a part of what he's doing here as well. So church, be obedient to the season he's got for you. Don't ever get stuck in a past season. Being stuck in a past season makes you completely ineffective. Did you know that? I've shared it with you before. Let me say it again. If you're stuck in the summer season, but it's winter, and you're going out to your lawn with the lawnmower, you're ineffective, and your neighbors are going to think you're cuckoo. You have got to be okay with a new season, and sometimes a new season means completely new tools and a new way of doing things. So be okay with it. What is God calling you to in 2023? What new thing is he birthing in you and through you? Step into it. Step into it with confidence and boldness, because it will be good. Now, here's the thing about births. Action brings forth new births. New births don't just happen all by themselves. There's action needed. In the natural, those actions are called contractions or birth pains. It can be painful to have a baby. They tell me. I, of course, have no clue. But it can be. Sometimes we think, oh, a new season, a new birth, it's just going to be so easy. It might actually be difficult. But it's still a God thing. And you still need to push through. The doctors are saying that, right? Push. Okay, you, you got to bring forth this baby. So in the natural, contractions happen and babies are born. But you know what? Sometimes, for some reason, a birth isn't happening. And then what happens? A whole team of doctors and nurses shows up and helps take action for that birth. And of course, that's called the C-section. You know, I don't want to look at anybody, but there might be someone here This morning, you need a whole team of people to help you with the birth. Maybe you've had vision, you've been expecting for something, you you just want to see great things, but you can't seem to ever start it. If that's the case, you're in the right place. There's people here that want to help you move in and have that birth. There's people that want to see your new season start. The pastors, your friends, don't stay stuck. Okay, don't stay pregnant forever. It's not healthy. You can't. Anyways, don't. Don't. And please, don't let that birth not happen at all. Don't let that vision and expectation die. Have that baby. All right, my third point about new. Now, when I went to study after God showed me the two words, new birth, 
I just went to my concordance and through my scriptures, and I like, okay, I'm going to look up the word new. Everything scripture has to say about new, I kind of start big and then come down to where we're going. Did you know one of the most connected words with new was a new song? In other words, the thing that I saw the most of new was new worship and praise. God desires for his people to be okay with new worship, with a new song. But let me give you a scripture. Psalm 33.3 says, Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with a loud and joyful noise. So new songs, loud and joyful. Psalm 98 verse 1, let's read that as well. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Shout to the Lord all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song. With trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn, make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Okay, you can go through the Psalms. There's many places that says sing a new song. Isaiah also talks about singing a new song. Now, each of these points, we're going to do an entire message through the next month, so we'll get deeper in it. But let me just touch the surface of this. Why does God love a new song? I believe it connects back to a verse we read earlier, but also as he's speaking here, God has brought a victory. God has shown his arm. God didn't just do things back in Israel's day with the Red Sea. God is still doing things. God is still showing his power. God is still bringing victories in your life, in my life right now. Why would we not sing about it? Now, church, we can sing what a beautiful name till Jesus comes if we want. It's not a bad thing. Like, we're not going to be in trouble for singing it. But what about a new song? And yes, I know the worship team sang that song today, and I like it too. I'm just making a point here. It's great. There's nothing wrong with it, and nothing wrong with singing it over and over. But God wants us also to sing a new song. A new song for Slave Lake, a new song for our church, a new song for this season. I love lots of different music. I know we sing some of uh, Hillsong or Elevation songs. They're great songs. Did you know when they were birthed, some of them a few years ago now, they were birthed somewhere else in a different season for a group of people in that area going through certain things. And yes, they touch our hearts and we can connect and we can worship God with them. I believe God has a new song for Slave Lake for us in this season right now. God's going to do it. And of course, I'm preaching this, maybe for some you don't know, but our worship team at the end of last year, I think the beginning of December, had their first worship team songwriting night. So they actually already feel that God wants to move into that. So I just want to encourage you, if you hear a new song up here, join in. If it's really terrible, the lead pastor will tell them and they'll do a different song. But anyhow, 
We believe that you need to step out even with new songs, and we're thankful we have teams of people here who want to do it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say today about the new song. Or actually, I should say another thing. I love songs as well, and I love trying to write songs. Uh, And I also sing some of the old songs. I sing all the time at home. People don't know this. I sing when I'm walking around. I, I sing, especially if I'm feeling you know, happy, I'm not stressed out. I don't sing as much when I'm stressed out. But uh, I sing. And often I'm singing a, an older song, but without realizing it, I just repeat the same line over and over until my wife finally is like, do you know the second line to that song? <laughs> I'm like, I don't actually remember it right now, but this line is working for me. <laughs> You know, like the, the song we sing here, Hell lost another one, I am free. I think it's the only line of the song I know. <laughs> I just sing it over and over and over, oh, I am free. But church, it's okay. If you're at home and you want to sing to God and you just got four words, because you're so thankful for what he did for you yesterday, sing the four words. There's no rules as to what a song has to be. Now, we're used to certain a verse, of course, but I want to encourage you, just be free and give him from your heart a song. All right, let me move on. My final point. When you talk about new births, you, of course, cannot forget about the most amazing new birth, which is salvation. John 3, verse 3, says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. The new birth, salvation, the Holy Spirit uh, birthing your spirit connected with his spirit. The new birth are what we just simply call salvation, accepting Christ. It is the greatest birth. And yes, in 2023, we are going to be blessed to see new people birthed into his kingdom. And once again, you play a part in it. Once again, you will be involved in seeing people birthed in their spirit as they accept Christ. So church in 2023, don't hold back from inviting people. Don't hold back from bringing and seeing their lives changed. You see, when Christ allows us to be born new or born again, Galatians 6.15 says we're new creatures. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And finally, my last scripture this morning, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Okay, I'm going to pray for you as a group, and uh, Pastor Bruce is going to get ready to do the final announcements here. So if you would, just bow with me, and I want to pray God's courage over you to step into the new. Lord, we just thank you this morning for each that's come on this New Year's Day. Many maybe stayed up late and they're tired, but here they are. And Lord, I just declare over them new births in the areas you're already putting into place. 
I'm asking, Lord, even right now, that you would give them courage and boldness to step out of the old into the new. Lord, if there's anyone struggling in their health, we ask that new health would come this year. Lord, that sickness would be gone and health would rise up. Just as you said, you renew our youth like the eagles. Lord, give them new life again where there's sickness. Let them be blessed. And Lord, I declare new births over this congregation in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen.